You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday day after Pelicans Media Day and the official start of training camp for the coming season. We're going to dive into Media Day. We'll talk a little bit about some themes that emerged from a lot of these guys in the various press conferences we had. We'll look at what David Griffin said. We'll look at what Alvin Gentry said. We'll really spend some time on Zion Williamson along with Drew Holiday, and then we'll wrap up the show just kind of doing some quick hits, news, and notes really from what else we heard on Media Day. If you didn't want to watch the whole thing. It's interesting to finally hear these people speak after a very successful offseason, but there's going to be some themes that come out that mean that's kind of in the past and they're looking forward to the new year and what that brings. So let's dive into everything in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's start with the man at the top, David Griffin, and this year's uh, media day was pretty similar to years past. He came out first, spoke for a little bit before taking questions, kind of just doing a statement and kind of setting the tone for the types of things he seemed like he really wanted to talk about. And I think the biggest thing that really jumped out at me is this team is really looking forward right now. This is kind of a theme that came out throughout the course of the day. Yes, they had a very successful offseason. People are grading them an A. They won the offseason, what have you. But I don't think they're really looking at it like that. They were building a foundation into them. They don't care what the grade is. They were just laying the foundation for everything that this team wants to do. And David Griffin basically said as much. He goes, today or tomorrow, meaning today on Tuesday, is day one. It's not day you know 180 of him being here since May and June whenever he was introduced. It's now the work starts Not everything else they did. That doesn't matter because until you prove it on the basketball court and start getting wins and having these players out there, it doesn't matter. And yes, we always kind of want to grade winners and losers or give a grade and judge everything really quickly. That's kind of how it works because sports are usually a binary thing. You either you won or you lost. And it's also, as an aside, kind of why everyone's talking about that quote from Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson to that reporter going, Deshaun Watson one reporter zero. That's not a thing where it's a won or lost situation, by the way. It's just him explaining and answering a question really well, which I thought was great. But we kind of want to put a grade on things. We want to declare a winner or loser because in sports, that's what you do. But in the offseason, eh, you can't win a championship based off of everything you've done. The free agents you've signed, they still have to play and you need to kind of play the games to figure out if what you did is worthy of that grade or not. And it seems like David Griffin gets that with this team and is maybe preaching that to them. Yes, you drafted Zion. Yes, you got a haul for Anthony Davis, but that doesn't matter. Right now, it's all about what you do going forward. And he said, we're set up for success. We don't know what that success is necessarily going to look like just yet or what form the ultimate success will take. But we know that we can get there given the considerable resources that owner Gail Benson has put into this organization over the offseason. 
And this is kind of a theme. They're moving forward, like I said. No one talked about Anthony Davis. No one really talked about the turmoil from last year or anything like that. Part of it is because you have a lot of new guys on the roster. Part of it's also because they just don't care anymore, I don't think. And they just want to focus on the things that they can control. When asked what is a successful season to him, he basically said, be radically better uh, than we are today. You know, he said, everything's mapped out. We can connect the dots. And all we need to do is not do anything that will keep us from adding and building on top of the foundation that we've already set. I don't think you're going to hear much about Anthony Davis or anything like that this coming year or any of the past years. It's a clean slate, but it starts today. It didn't start in April, May, June, July, whenever. It starts with training camp and putting together a team that can compete for the playoffs. David Griffin didn't really put any expectations in terms of wins or ultimate outcomes when it comes to making the playoffs. But you can see kind of the thinking behind this team and that they're up for this challenge, which ties into the won't bow down slogan and motto that they've really adopted and everyone seems to be embracing. Keeping in with that one theme, J.J. Redick said something that was kind of interesting when asked what his impressions of the new teammates were, of Zion were, other than just praising him as a beautiful human, which is, I think, meant as a little bit of a joke, though it's not necessarily wrong, is that he doesn't really buy into anything. He goes, I don't play pickup in the offseason, and so I'm not going to read anything into these guys playing pickup basketball together. It was funny because the other day, the Los Angeles Lakers reporters were kind of saying, wow, LeBron and AD absolutely ran the court during their first pickup game in practice. You're going to tell me that LeBron and AD and the three other starters on that Lakers roster were dramatically better than the backups? I'm not surprised. Like, that doesn't tell you anything. And J.J. Redick was basically saying that here, that all this stuff they've been doing, the highlight reels and all of that, it doesn't matter until you win a basketball game or until you get out on the court, he said, with what, real refs, real cameras, with real minutes, something like that. And, okay, he's right. So this team is not looking to the past. They're not even looking to last week necessarily. They're going to be looking forward to when games actually matter. Another theme that really kind of developed from Media Day is one of just maturity. And you could hear it from a lot of the guys. You could start with Lonzo Ball, who really talked about how, you know, everyone kind of needs to find their own way, and he's really finding his. And it was the birth of his daughter that's kind of given him that perspective. You know, he's stepping out and really being his own person and not having let anyone kind of maybe behind the scenes pull the strings, meaning his father and his family. But he also said, you you know, it kind of gave him a new perspective having this daughter and maybe he understands some of the decisions that his parents made early on or at any point, I guess, that he didn't understand maybe in the moment. And you could see him kind of growing as a person and really maybe went through a lot of that this offseason. Josh Hart kind of talked about it in terms of the rookies, where all three of them, Jackson Hayes included, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Zion Williamson, of course, are all willing to listen and just have their ears open to soak in everything everybody's telling them, which is going to help their development and help them become better NBA players. But it takes maturity to listen to that, particularly if you're Zion Williamson, who at 19 has the world on a plate for him. This is a guy who's probably going to make before taxes and, you know, agent fees and other things, upwards of $30 million this coming year at, an, at 19. That is insane. 
but he's willing, open to being maybe criticized, listening to tips and tricks and learn from others when this is a dude who's making $30 million, the number one overall pick is the next supposedly great superstar in the NBA. Dude doesn't have to listen and could be kind of petulant, but he's not. And shows that kind of maturity about him. You also heard it from Brandon Ingram, too, about how he maybe got a deeper appreciation for the game of basketball after being injured for these past couple of months with at the, what at the time could have been a career-threatening type of injury. So I think you kind of see a lot of these guys just kind of in a comfort level that maybe they've never had before or being willing to grow in ways that they haven't. And I think it leads to that maturity. And this goes back to kind of the the culture and everything that David Griffin is really trying to build. He wants guys like that. That's who he's looking for. And if you don't fit that, that's okay. It's not necessarily a judgment on you, but you can go do that with another team and fulfill the other needs that you have there. Here, they're looking for a very specific type of person, and it really does seem like they've been able to find that. Before we get into Drew Holiday and Zion's availability at Media Day yesterday, which was a lot of fun with both of those guys, don't forget, subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. We're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, literally wherever you get your podcast from. It is there. Leave a five-star review if you get a minute. Helps keep this free in five days a week for you all. Plus, tell a friend. It's going to be a really fun season. Make sure they're involved by listening to the Locked On Pelicans podcast daily. So before talking Zion and Drew and their media availability and what we learned from that, don't forget about the Pelicans open practice this Saturday the 5th, 6 p.m. at the Smoothie King Center. I think you can get tickets online through that. Check out pelicans.com. If you can't make it, whether you're out of town or you just don't want to go and deal with that, and it's going to be crowded. They're hoping to get 17,000 people for this open practice, which they very well may get. It was packed last year, and this year has a ton more hype. It's going to be streamed through all of their online platforms. Platforms, YouTube, Twitter, it'll be on Twitch as well. And they just launched a new Twitch channel today, which you should all go follow. You guys know I'm big on Twitch and I've used that for shows too. Keep an eye on that in the future. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fun stuff on there. And keep an eye on the live stream of the broadcast this weekend if you can't make it. That's all I'm going to say with that. Um, and let's just move on to Drew Holiday and Zion Williamson and their media availability. So Drew Holiday was the first player out after um, David Griffin and Alvin Gentry came to speak. And kind of told us just what we almost expected. I wouldn't really say there was any surprises in there necessarily. He was asked about his leadership and what he needs to do to change and become that leader and kind of the main guy on the team. And he said, wasn't really planning on doing anything all of that different. He likes to lead by example. He's not the most vocal person, but he doesn't think he needs to be the most vocal person because there's a lot of other talkers out here on this team. Um, but he did talk about how he's got to kind of, you know, step up and maybe be a little bit more consistent on both sides of the ball, which is tough to do. And David Griffin alluded to that as well in his um, availability earlier on, um, but also went on to say that it's a big challenge. He's up for that challenge, but having gone through a lot in his career so far, whether that's being traded, whether that's being on bad teams, on good teams, whether it's the personal issues he's faced, whether it's the injury that he's dealt with, all of that kind of makes him very well equipped to kind of be the leader that this team needs. And I think that makes a lot of sense. He's been through a lot. He can kind of share all of those experiences and how he got through it all and how he handled all of that with some of these young guys when some of these issues come up inevitably during 
this season that guys, because there's so many young players on the team, haven't been through before. I think that's a big part of the leadership. We know that he doesn't really go out and party when they're in other cities. He's there, you know, preparing for the next game. Maybe he can pass on a lot of that film study like Rajon Rondo used to do with the team here. So his approach is going to be very similar. His play on the court going to be very similar. One area he did specifically allude to is he wants to get better at shooting threes. He understands the way the league is moving, the way the league works. He wants to shoot more threes, shoot them better as well. Um, in terms of just the building and the and the feel around the place, which a lot of people have described as different than in the past, and that's kind of really all the past that they're talking about, as we mentioned in the first segment, is that the vibe is very different. The energy is very different. It's very high. He said that's separate from chemistry, though. There's a lot of new faces, and just because a room or a building or a group has energy does not mean that they've built chemistry together. And he said that's something they're really going to work on building. But but they've started that a little bit with those offseason workouts at his compound with Jalil Okafor, with Frank Jackson as well. And him now being in town working with a lot of these other people. And he said, people really like being here. That's why they all came back early to work out or at various times they were here. He goes, people like to work out with each other and like to improve and get better. And that's not just the players, but also the coaches, the trainers. Everyone's kind of on board and moving in the same direction that David Griffin wants them going towards. And he said, Griff makes you feel like you're something that's part, uh, makes you feel like you're part of something that's more than basketball. That's that family atmosphere that he wanted to build, that culture that he wanted to build, that they're working towards something maybe for the city of New Orleans greater than kind of everything else that's going on just over there on Airline Drive. And it was interesting to kind of hear him vocalize that that is something that they are consciously aware of throughout the building. In terms of Zion, who came up much later, by the way, and wasn't, you know, the, the second, third, fourth, or fifth guy out there, it was kind of interesting. You know, he obviously is a very likable person. He, he's oddly charismatic for maybe not being the best public speaker. He wasn't as polished up there on the podium as you kind of would have expected. Um, but then you remember he's a 19-year-old kid. Two years ago, he was a senior in high school. And think of all of the things that he's gone through recently. It's absolutely wild. And he said as much. He just said it's his head spins at times that it's just entirely different than what he's used to. And he's still kind of adjusting to that. Um, when it comes to getting to know his teammates and things like that, that's a big part of it too. He's 19 years old. You know, in college it was, okay, what class do you have? What, what When can we meet up to play games or do whatever? Here he'll go to each one more and be like, you want to go grab food? And he's like, I got, I got other things I need to do. To JJ Reddick, JJ's like, I got kids, man. I got to go pick them up from school or drop them off. And Zion kind of struggled wrapping his head around someone having kids like that being a co-worker of his. So it's kind of an adjustment, he said, but he's working on it and said it's been a whirlwind recently, but things have started to slow down and now he can really focus even more so on getting in shape, playing basketball and improving in ways that he wanted to do. And he said he's been working with Aaron Nelson a lot and this goes back to Summer League, really working on improving his balance and his core strength. David Griffin said in his media availability that Zion Williamson puts on weight very, very quickly that you don't want uh, in terms of muscle. You don't want him hitting weights as much and you don't want him lifting because it'll kind of, I guess, throw him off. And you'd rather have him work on that balance and on that core strength. And that's the direction that really they are taking him. You see this dude in person. He is freaking huge. 
Like this dude is massive. There's like even more so being closer than I had to him before. Um, right now, he's huge. So getting him in that top shape, he will be okay. That weight and everything, that is not a concern as long as he's got the other things. And it sounds like they're really working on that. Uh, he has a strong relationship, as we knew, with Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes. Um, you know, they kind of went on that college tour, but they did a lot of stuff really trying to show love to Louisiana. He said he immediately kind of fell in love with the culture here, whether it's just the music that kids are making or people are making on the street out there in the French Quarter. Whatever it is, that sense of spirit around the city and the state as a whole is really jumped out at him and I think makes him feel really welcome and a place that he really likes. He said, Louisiana has a lot lot of love and he wants to kind of give that back and really embrace it and is enjoying being embraced by it I think you've got to love him just buying into the place that he is unlike people who've you know come before him he also joked a little bit about uh you know talking about how it was crazy to be playing NBA 2k and then flip through the teams and see he's right there in the game didn't seem too happy with his rating he thought he was a bit slower than he should be and it's just a little bit more motivation for the future he also joked at the end after something JJ Reddick had told us too where Reddick's got the streak of 13 straight years making the playoffs and he wants to make it 14 and this is something that matters to him. So Reddick had told us the story of how he told Zion one day, don't fuck it up. That was what he said. Don't fuck up the streak. Zion told the story a little bit differently and he kind of told it uh, using a little bit of a different language, told him not to screw it up. But he said that came after Reddick gave him some really, really good advice. And he was really taking it to heart. And then he said the tone of the conversation just kind of shifted. And JJ Reddick looked at him and goes, don't screw up my playoff streak. Now, clearly it's meant as a joke, but you, what I liked before was this came after J.J. Reddick gave him a really good piece of advice. That's what you want to hear all of these guys doing and was very, very encouraging. So we'll touch on some more quick hitters from Media Day, fun things, things I think you should know a little bit more about. But before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering promo code Locked On at checkout. So some quick hitters, we might dive into some more of this stuff later in the week from Media Day, though, that I think is a little bit interesting. David Griffin talked about Nico Lomelli, who, by the way, might have been one of the funnier people we had during Media Day, and said he hopes Nico Lomelli is the first of many great European players to come to New Orleans and really embrace the market. I think they kind of see a natural connection there. They want to build a pipeline to be able to get some of those top guys over and maybe have a jump against some of the other NBA competition. Melly said he had turned down another opportunity two years ago to make the move to the NBA, but really felt that this opportunity with the Pelicans and the situation that he was in made a lot more sense for him. It was the right environment, the right offer, and the belief in him as a player. He said the speed and the spacing of the NBA is going to be different. He likes to be kind of a second point guard at times in Europe and act as more of a facilitator, but before he can do that, he needs to kind of get comfortable with the spacing being 
being different. Maybe that means more speed on your passes or longer passes you need to make. So getting him reps in everything in preseason and getting him up to speed quickly, I think is going to be a really, really interesting thing and kind of very important for the team. In terms of Brandon Ingram said, you know, again, the appreciation comment, uh, it feels a deeper appreciation for the game. He is on no more medication for the blood clot, meaning he is fine. It shouldn't be a recurring issue. This is not anything that they really need to worry about whatsoever with him. He's fully cleared to go. Same thing for uh, Lonzo Ball as well. He is good to go. Um, JJ Redick and some of the other guys really talked about the Duke Brotherhood saying it's a very real thing. J, uh, JJ said he has relationships with maybe 95% of the guys who played at Duke, and he's obviously going to be looking out for the other four here on this team, but not just here for them, but for everyone else. So part of the culture they're building, that family first thing, really does have to do with the amount of Duke guys that they have on this roster. Gentry said he's going to be disappointed if they don't have a top 10 defense. He's going to continue to preach that. And David Griffin talked a little bit about Jeff Bizdelic saying that they could have picked anyone and kind of built someone to fill that defensive coach role. It was a guy like Jeff Bizdelic. So when he found out that Gentry and Bizdelic had a relationship and they had maybe talked about him joining the staff, he was completely on board with that idea entirely. Derek Favors was an interesting interview. He said he specifically wanted to be in New Orleans once he realized that he was going to get cut from the Utah Jazz because they needed to uh, clear salary cap space. There were a couple of other teams that were on his list, but New Orleans was really number one. And he thanked the Jazz for making that trade that sent him here and kind of doing right by them. He sees opportunities to establish himself as a player that he wasn't able to show off in Utah, which we've talked about. Great in transition and small sample sizes and some of the other other things that he's really going to have the opportunity to do. He's excited to play the five and be in his natural position, but admits it's going to be a bit of a challenge with no Rudy Gobert behind him. But he thinks he's a really good defensive player and said he probably taught more to Rudy Gobert than the other way around. And now he's passing that knowledge on to Zion and Jackson Hayes about being positioned well, about being vocal when you're that rim protector and kind of calling out things almost like a goalkeeper would in soccer. That's my analogy, not his how to stay level-headed even when you give up a bucket and stay focused on the future and just move on to the next play. You had Josh Hart there saying um, up there, which was a lot of fun. He really enjoys his podcast. It lets him kind of control narratives, lets out his feelings in the way he wants to get them out there. He had been injured too, said he hadn't dunked or tried to dunk in six months, but he just was cleared to go back to being everything. Ownership was a big reason why he wanted to be here and seeing the commitment from Gail Benson just made him very, very excited. This season, he's really looking forward to having some consistency in his jump shot. With injuries, he couldn't get the lift that he wanted last season. He developed some bad habits with that shot, maybe with the mechanics, and he's worked on correcting those since he's a little bit out of shape. Uh, Jalil Okafor said, it's just nice to be back with the same team. The workouts in the offseason have been intense, but he really enjoyed them. Every year, he's really been kind of improving his, I guess, habits, body, and how to take care of himself. And this offseason, he learned about proper sleep. And every year, he's getting better and better about some of these things. Um, in terms of Jackson Hayes and the other rookies, I had to step out when Nikhil Alexander-Walker was in there. But Jackson Hayes said he's working on his jumper. He feels the chemistry with the rookies is really important. Connecting off the court is going to help them connect 
on the court. And that's one of the reasons you're seeing these guys make a huge effort to hang out together. Also had a hilarious moment when he was in the room while Nico Melli was talking up at the podium and said, tell him about your favorite sushi restaurant. Melli looks at him and goes, your favorite sushi restaurant is different than my favorite sushi restaurant. I'm married. And everyone kind of laughed and when asked about the infamous sushi restaurant just said they make really good sushi. But Melly was oddly funny up there in ways that we weren't expecting, saying that he put off, go, he got married this off season. He did not go on a honeymoon with his wife yet because he wanted to be ready for this opportunity with the Pelicans. It's something they'll do maybe next off season, but don't ask her about it because he's trying to avoid that conversation with her. Kenrich Williams is kind of a forgotten guy on this roster, but could have a significant role. He said he's really worked on his three-point shot. He understands how important spacing is going to be for this team, and he feels he'll be better able to space the court for all the bigs that are going to be down low. With spacing, you have each one more saying he wants to take more threes per game. The coaches want him to take more threes per game. Instead of three Twan more, you might be calling him, I don't know, six Tuan Moore, I guess. That was terrible by me, and I am sorry, and I apologize to you all. He said he basically wants to take closer to six three-pointers per game. Might be a little rough given the amount of minutes he's going to receive, or maybe that's kind of a clue into the role that he's going to be playing. That's a comment that we're going to need to dive into a little bit more. Maybe it sheds some insight on the rotation for next season. So obviously there was a lot of media dates, like four hours of player interviews and coaches interviews and executive interviews, I guess, too, with David Griffin and Alvin Gentry in that mix. So we're going to have time to digest a lot of this to really take away from some of it all, too. And we'll talk more about it the rest of the week and probably the week after that. But training camp starts, which means we can now kind of finally see these guys on the court, learn a little bit more about what they're planning to do. Talk about that. Break it down for you all. So you'll start to hear some of those topics and discussions come up this week on Locked on Pelicans. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you're not there in person on Saturday at the open practice, tune in through the streaming ways, particularly on Twitch with the channel that they just launched, the Pelicans. I think it's Pelicans NBA. Um, You should be able to find it if you just do a search on there. Very cool that they're branching out there as well. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all tomorrow. 